0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A Shepherd in France Chapter 23 by Bern Redstone Ben relaxed back in the first class seat as best he could. He was still a little too big to fit comfortably but the rest of his group looked very happy indeed. Especially Karen and Penny. The process for getting them through customs and onto the plane had been an ordeal and he was informed that what he'd done in France paled in comparison to the hoops he'd have to jump through when they landed. His lawyer had arranged to have someone on hand at the airport to help them through the process. He put that from his mind. Gabriella still wore the little self-satisfied smile on her lips from catching Ben sadly patting the fish tank goodbye in the rental return slot at the airport. Daniel even took an incriminating photo of him doing it. She had shipped all of their purchases home once more from the hotel under her import company's account so the luggage they came with contained the clothes they left with and a few items. Karen and Penny had their clothes with them as that's all they had. After they'd boarded Catherine had indicated that once they were underway she wanted to speak with him privately, say, in the first-class washroom but they were on a daytime flight so he had to deny her request for the discreet liaison. She pouted and whispered in his ear that her ass missed him. This made Ben's pants uncomfortably tight for a while. Ben was really looking forward to being home so he could get back into his daily workout routine. Vacations wreaked havoc on his fitness regimen. He also missed Tina and Trish and Rochelle. God, he wanted to give them all a hug. Trying to distract himself he turned on the TV and put on his earphones. He switched to the news to catch up on world events. He watched the financial market news and made it through the sports when the anchor began talking about the mystery man who rescued the girls from the slave ring. There were a few bad photos taken by paparazzi, but Ben saw how poor the photos were so be relaxed. In the world of art, we have an exclusive interview with a blind artist who sculpts based on touch. Sarah Fenhall has more on this. Suddenly he saw a familiar face. Gabriella, Turn on your TV! Your cousin Stephanie is being interviewed! Ben called to her. Everyone in the group quickly found the channel and put their earbuds in. Smiles popped up on their faces as they watched the interview. Ben returned his attention to the program. Remarkable talent for a woman who relies exclusively on her sense of touch when she sculpts, the reporter said. I don't really see it as a disability, especially since this last piece. It expanded my perceptions and honed my skills as never before, Stephanie replied. I understand this was your first collaboration with another local artist, the reporter stated. Yes, Richard Garrison cast a bronze sculpture from my clay original. I believe it was Mr. Garrison who contacted us for this exclusive interview and unveiling of the new piece of work on the property of your family's hotel. A fitting tribute to a hero who saved those young women from a life of slavery. Ben's smile slowly dropped from his face. He glanced nervously around to see who else was watching the show. Every screen he could see in first class had the program on. Gabriella looked over at Ben and saw his worried expression. She leaned over and asked Miriam and Daniel to change the channel. They protested until their mother explained why. They both looked over at Ben and shut their screens off. Ben looked back to his. The camera panned over the front lawn at the chateau where some stone workers were packing up their tools. A small stone pedestal had been built on the lawn and something stood upon it under a sheet. A dozen or so photographers were preparing their cameras for the unveiling. Oh God, I know! Ben gasped. Faces turned in his direction. The picture cut to a second camera facing the chateau and the pedestal. Alexis and Beatrice walked into the picture with Stephanie between them. They looked thrilled by the attention the chateau was getting. Richard and Henry came in next and took up a position on the opposite side of the stone base. With a few words to Alexis, the camera didn't pick up, Richard reached out, took a grip on the sheet, and gave it a tug. There was a collective gasp in his earbuds from the people at the scene as well as from the passengers around him. The sound of cameras firing filled his ears, and Ben tugged his earbuds out. On the stone pedestal stood a four foot replica of Ben in burnished bronze. Completely naked for the world to see. Ben put his face in his hands and groaned. Oh my god! That's beautiful! Catherine gasped loudly then winced as she realized how loud she'd been. Karen and Penny looked back at him with wide eyes. Ben lurched out of his seat and made for the washroom. He yanked open the door and dropped to his knees before the toilet as his breakfast made a hasty exit. His body kept heaving until there was nothing left to eject. Then it squeezed a few more times just for the pain. Ben slumped against the wall gasping and felt a cool, damp towel wiping his mouth. He glanced up and saw Gabriella looking down at him in concern. Catherine was right behind her. I'm so sorry, Ben. I should have insisted she keep it private. Gabriella said sadly. He could only nod. Sir, are you all right? Ben looked over his shoulder past Gabriella and saw the flight attendant looking in at him. Her eyes widened as she recognized him, and Ben turned away to rest his forehead against the cool surface of the wall. He rested for a minute then he let Gabriella and Catherine help him to his feet and back out to his seat. He tore into the first-class goodie bag and pulled out the sleep mask and earplugs. Gabriella got a blanket and tucked it around him and he just tried to block the world out for the rest of the flight home. Chapter 24 Ben leaned back in the taxi's back seat wedged between Karen and Penny. He rested his eyes as they drove through the dark streets towards his neighborhood. The two ladies watched the scenery, taking in their new home. Their arrival on U.S. soil was almost as chaotic as Ben had worried it might be. Apparently the stories about him in France traveled faster than their flight did, and the press was waiting for him when he arrived. Not a lot of them but enough to make airport security extra surly, and the immigration services process just a little more hellish. Due to the security measures the airport imposed his lawyer's help wasn't allowed to enter the area and Ben was largely on his own through the process. He'd convinced Gabriella and Catherine to head home with their families while he stayed behind with the two ladies. Finally, after hours of answering questions and waiting the final documents were stamped and he'd been allowed to leave with the two women. Ben was exhausted both mentally and physically. He sent a text to Tina to let her know that they were on their way. He saw the time was 9 p.m. and at this time of night it wouldn't take long to get home from the airport. His stomach growled loudly. Karen giggled and Penny patted his tummy. He smiled and hoped Tina had something to eat in the fridge. Finally they pulled into Ashburn Court. We're here, Ben said softly. Penny was looking at the homes passing by on the right and Karen was looking to the left. Such big houses! Karen gushed. Ben smiled and wondered what their reaction would be to his more modest home. They pulled into his driveway and the ladies jumped out to get the luggage as Ben paid the driver. The taxi pulled away as Ben stood looking at his home. His heart warmed with the familiarity of its cozy exterior. He slung his laptop case over his shoulder and pulled his suitcase behind him as he walked up to the front door. He carried all the suitcases up the stairs as the door opened. Tina stood in the doorway with a beautiful smile. Welcome back, Ben. Ben set the bags down and gathered the small woman up in his arms and hugged her. God, he missed this. Set me down, silly man. She chuckled after she hugged him back. He put her back on her feet and she looked around him to the two young women standing on the steps. You must be Karen and Penny. I am Tina. Please come in, Tina said with a small bow. She stepped back into the house and Ben followed with his suitcase. The ladies grabbed theirs and followed him in. Ben heard voices and stepped into the doorway to his living room. Sitting in the living room was Gabriella, Catherine, Rochelle, Hannah, Trish, Daphne and her twins, and Lucy. A few friends dropped by to welcome you home and to greet your new family members. Everyone, this is Penny and Karen, Tina said with a sweet smile. Her eyes were twinkling with joy at having him home. Everyone waved and said hello to the two young women, and they smiled and waved back. Gabriella and Catherine both came over and hugged Ben at the same time. Thank you for making our trip so special, Gabriella said. You look tired, so you should head straight to bed. We'll talk in the morning. She gave him a kiss and headed home. Good night, Ben, Catherine said as she crushed her body to his, giving him a deep kiss. A familiar zing shot through his body, and he shook his finger at her when she pulled back. Remember what I said about kisses like that at the end of the night? Ben scolded her with a smile. She grinned wickedly and headed out. Rochelle walked up to him with a conflicted look. She was still a little hung up on the fact that Ben was marrying Tina. She knew what Tina said but maybe Ben's feelings for her had changed. Before she could say anything Ben leaned down and kissed her. She squeaked then grabbed his shirt in her fists and kissed him back. When he pulled back she was swaying on her feet with a dreamy look in her eyes. She walked home floating in the clouds. Hannah was grinning at Ben as she approached. Welcome back, Ben. You have an appointment with Dr. Granger tomorrow at 3 p.m. Tina promised me that she will make sure you get there. Ben pulled her against him for a warm hug and he felt her soften in his arms. Thank you for keeping an eye on me, Hannah. He whispered into her ear. Tingles rushed down her spine and she gently pushed back. He kissed her cheek as she passed and she glanced at him with a smile tugging at the corners of her mouth. Flirt. She whispered and walked back to her house with a spring in her step. Welcome back, Ben. I heard a little about your trip, but I understand Daniel is preparing a show for us. I look forward to that. Daphne smiled and gave him a hug. She greeted the ladies and went out the door. Lisa and Lori stood in front of Ben and looked up at him. They were practically trembling with anticipation. Ben knew what they wanted, but he wasn't about to do anything now in front of his adopted daughters. Have you been good? Ben said in a deep rumble. Both nodded quickly the gleam in their eyes giving away their excitement. Then we'll get together this week for your reward, he said quietly. The redheads grinned eagerly and shook hands with Karen and Penny on their way out. His new daughters looked back at Ben but he avoided their look as his face heated up. Tina and Lucy led Penny and Karen down the hall into the room they'd shared that night. Ben would have to make alternate arrangements in the morning. Finally it was just Trish and Ben standing by the front door. She looked up at him with a trembling smile. I miss you, big guy she said quietly. I miss you too. Tina told me the news when she got home. Pretty amazing. Here I thought it was safe to have sex with you as you were shooting blanks. She joked but Ben saw her shiver. He bent down to unzip his laptop case and pulled something out. When he turned back to her she gasped as he had a small red leather box in his hand. Her eyes shot up to his and her mouth worked silently. You know how I feel about you. You were one of the first women I was intimate with since my wife left me. Sometimes you make me nuts and you push my buttons like no one else can but somehow that just makes me love you more. I know you've had a hard time with your trust issues and I'm not setting any deadlines for you. When you are ready I hope you know I will be there for you. As a gesture of my undying love and my gratitude for allowing me to share your life please accept this. He opened the box and inside was a large circular cut ruby surrounded by diamonds with small diamonds on the top of the band. Oh. Oh my god. It's fucking gorgeous. She shrieked. He grinned and slipped it on her ring finger. It was a perfect fit. He got one out of four right. She crushed herself against him and kissed him deeply. When she finally pulled back she was panting and tears were running down her cheeks. I love you, you big dope. There. I said it. When I almost lost you to that bastard stern I realized just how much I loved you. It scared me, you know. I was afraid I'd lose you too. I'm right here. She clung to him and his stomach growled loudly. She began to laugh. You should feed that thing before it claws its way free. She grinned at him as she pulled back and wiped her eyes. She looked again in wonder at the brilliant red stone on her ring. Holy fuck that's big. She mumbled. She looked at him again. Can I call on you tomorrow? How about I drop in on my way back from the hospital? He suggested. That would be great. She smiled. I still have some renovations I want to do on your house too. He grinned. She gave him another kiss then headed home. Ben closed the door and Tina appeared at his side. You are hungry? She smiled up at him. Yes. Starving! He grinned back. She grabbed his hand, led him to the kitchen, and sat him in a chair. He pulled her to his lap and kissed her until she pushed back and wobbled away to get his food from the fridge. When she came back her face was still flushed pink. She placed a plate on the table for him with two large roast beef sandwiches on it. She pulled the plastic wrap off and he dug into his meal. Tina got him a glass of milk and sat to watch him fondly. How are you feeling? He asked between bites. I am better every day, she replied. Your house is now full. Where are the women going to live? I bought Barry Walker's place. I'll sign the papers tomorrow. I'm going to renovate it for them. Depending on when he's leaving I could put them up in there as I renovate it. Or I could ask Trish if they could stay temporarily with her. When Catherine's kids go off to university, Karen and Penny might stay with her for a bit until I get Barry's house fixed up. I won't know until tomorrow. Ben finished up his sandwiches, drank his milk and hit a massive yawn. Tina tidied up and took his hand once more. She pulled him down the hall to his bedroom and walked him into the bathroom. They brushed their teeth together, smiling at each other as they did it. He was going to go say goodnight to the girls, but Lucy stopped him at his bedroom door with a gentle touch on his chest. They are sound asleep, curled up together on the bed, she said with a smile. She walked Ben back into his bedroom and shut the door. Tina and Lucy began to undress Ben for bed. He made to protest that he was capable of doing that but Tina placed a finger across his lips. They quickly and efficiently stripped the clothes from his body and Lucy carried them into the washroom to put in the hamper. Ben heard her brushing her teeth as Tina pulled back the sheets and he climbed into bed. Tina went into the washroom next and moments later they both came out completely naked. The contrast in size and shape of the two women was delightful. Tina had long, straight raven black hair and her body was small with smooth skin without so much as a freckle. Lucy's chestnut brown hair fell in waves reaching to the middle of her back. She had large breasts on a trim body which was adorned with extensive Japanese-themed tattoos and a number of piercings. Each woman moved to opposite sides of the bed and slipped under the covers with him. They snuggled up against his sides and Ben sighed contentedly. He shut off the light and relaxed. Within a minute he was asleep. He was on the island of Hawaii in his beautiful ocean-side suite. He was resting in bed with his beautiful wife Wendy, and they were so happy. She smiled at him, and her eyes twinkled as they did when she was truly happy. She gave him a mischievous smile and slipped under the sheets. He felt her kissing her way down towards his cock which stiffened in anticipation. The kisses separated and followed two distinct paths down his stomach. Tums ran up the sides of his cock, around the ridge of its head then lapped across it tangling over its tip where the lips came together. They parted and one set went down the side of his shaft, while the other slowly opened over the thick head and sucked him inside her hot mouth. The sensation was incredible and odd because Wendy didn't have two mouths. Jared from the dream Ben's eyes popped open and in the dim light of the bedroom he saw two shapes moving under the covers. He threw the covers back and Lucy looked up at him with half of his cock deep in her mouth while Tina ran her tongue over his balls. When he didn't stop her Lucy slid her mouth up towards the tip then plunged down taking him all the way into her throat. Tina had to move her head to avoid colliding with Lucy. Ben gasped and pulled at Tina's hand. She immediately moved up the bed and he kissed her, his tongue dipping deeply into her mouth. When he pulled back both of them were panting with need. Lucy popped his thick cock from her mouth and stroked the wet shaft. Ben moved farther down the bed and tugged Tina to get up and swing her leg over his face. Bracing her hands on his chest she slowly lowered her wet opening over his mouth and his tongue stroked her aggressively. She dropped down over his face with a cry and he continued to stroke, probe and caress her with his tongue. Ben felt his cock being positioned and the velvety smooth grip of Lucy's pussy taking him inside. She was so wet. He slid all the way in and she ground against him once she reached the bottom. Tina was making cute kneeling sounds as her hips rocked over Ben's mouth. He moved an arm over his head and gripped her ass. He slid his thumb between her perfect butt cheeks, and Tina yelped as he stroked over her slick rosebud. Oh. Ben! Yes, she gasped. Lucy was slowly rising and dropping on his cock, and her legs were getting tired. Ben moved his other hand to pull her up on her knees, then he drove his hips up to slap against her ass, forcing his cock deep into her. F U C K! she cried. Ben set up a steady pace of pounding up into her and she struggled to keep from falling forward on his chest as the impacts were sending intense shots of bliss through her tender areas. He kept a grip on her ass to give her some stability. Ben! I'm so close! Tina cried out, so he gave her what she wanted. His thick thumb slipped deeply into her ass as he sucked her clit into his mouth and thrashed it with his tongue. Tina screamed soundlessly as her body shook and quaked. Ben sped up his thrust, and Lucy leaned forward against Tina and kissed the small woman deeply making her moan and grind against Ben's face frantically. He moved his hand from Lucy's ass to cup one of her lovely tits and gently rolled the nipple in his fingers. Lucy gasped and pulled her mouth from Tina's. Fuck! coming so hard! She finished with a growl as her orgasm washed over her. Ben felt the pulses ripple through the inner walls of Lucy's pussy. That was all Ben needed to reach his own peak. He wanted to tell Lucy to move off, but Tina was still pressing her throbbing pussy against his mouth. He tried pushing Lucy but she just ground herself back against his swelling cock, glorying in how it filled her to capacity. He had no more time as an explosive release was suddenly upon him. He moaned against Tina's sensitive flesh causing her to squeeze her thighs around his head and he gripped Lucy's tit tighter making her moan and grind harder. Tina was becoming too sensitive so she pulled away from Ben's face. He eased his thumb from her ass and she shivered with the delicious tingles he was sending through her body. She dropped to the bed beside Ben and took a few minutes to recuperate as she watched him with a euphoric smile. Lucy laid across Ben's chest and felt his cock gradually relaxing within her. It was an amazing feeling and she knew she'd never get tired of it. He took her head between his hands and kissed her. She could taste Tina on his lips and tongue and she moaned at how sexy that was. His cock finally slid free from the young woman and he gently rolled her off of him onto the bed. She sighed with contentment. Tina had slipped away to the washroom and returned with a damp facecloth. She cleaned Ben's face, his thumb, and his dormant cock then she dropped the facecloth in the hamper in the bathroom. She slipped back into bed and cuddled up against Ben's side. Ben thought back to the dream he'd been having before he was woken up so delightfully. The last time he'd had the Wendy in Hawaii dream was. He paused when he recalled it was the night Tina had first stayed overnight. It suddenly felt like that night began something which ultimately led to this moment. It was special. It didn't feel right that he was still associating Wendy with his happiness when he had such loving partners right next to him. Even if it was just a dream. I think for my next vacation I'd like to go to Hawaii, he said suddenly. Lucy snorted and Tina pulled herself up onto his chest to look down into his eyes curiously. Why Hawaii? She asked. I have a dream that needs updating, he said with a smile.